tonight, Lord, for your word, your word that will not be shaken. We thank you for the unshakable word of God. We thank you, Lord, that as we look to your word even tonight, we pray that we would receive revelation from it that would bring truth into our lives and into our hearts, would build our faith, would reveal a little bit more of who you are and who we are our response to you. So Father, we thank you for your unshakable word. In a, a word. in a world that is shakable and shaking, your word is unshakable. And you, God, are unshakable. And we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. You can grab a seat tonight. God bless you. I'm preaching from the wilderness tonight. We all doing okay? Doing good? Awesome. Hey, well, this morning we launched our new series called Multiply, which if you were here this morning, you would have heard me speak about this. This is our giving campaign over the next four weeks. And then on the 17th of June, we're going to join together for our celebration service and we're going to give together towards the vision that God has placed in our hearts for the next year, which I am pretty excited about. And I hope that if you're a part of Life Church, you've received one of these flyers and if you haven't somehow received one, then tonight out at the Multiply Station, you can get your hands on one. Uh, and it may be that we just don't have you in our church database or we have your details wrong. So make sure you head out to that station and fill in your details and grab a flyer because we're pretty excited about what is in here. I'm really excited about this series. And we're really believing that this series on multiply and multiplication will prophesy and does prophesy to our future as a church. This September, many of you will know if you're a part of Life Church that we're launching a second location. And that's exciting. We're going from being one church in one location to being one church in two locations. And I'm carrying that in my heart. I know many people in the church already are carrying the excitement of that in their heart as we step out into something new for us and are excited by what God is going to do with that. Now, in this flyer, you're going to see a large emphasis on expansion. You'll see the emphasis on the second location. And uh, we don't make any apologies for that because that's really the, the sense of the big vision that God's given us for the year. But when you begin to look through what's actually in the flyer, and I encourage you to get your hands on one, open it up and have a look at what is written in there, I pray that some excitement will begin to build in your heart as we begin to talk about multiplication. Because we're believing for multiplication right here in our own community. We're believing for multiplication in our nation through 24-7 youth workers, youth workers who love Jesus with all their hearts, carry hope into teenagers' world who desperately need to know the truth of who Jesus is. We're believing for multiplication in our city through Red Frogs, which is a university ministry, trying to bring a change to a devastating culture among young adults here in our city and in our nation, and it came from a vision from Australia. We're believing for multiplication, fruitfulness to come out of that ministry. Not just walking drunk young adults home, but actually having a conversation that could turn their entire life back towards Jesus Christ or toward Him for the first time. We're believing for multiplied blessing through Christmas box to be a great blessing to our city and greater increase through the work that we as a church support in the nations. Don't you think it's awesome that we support great work in the nations of the world? We're believing that this not only prophesies to our second location here, but it begins to speak 
in faith into the work that we support in the nations, that they would also see multiplied fruitfulness. So this is our giving campaign. In the midst of this giving campaign, I pray that you would receive a fresh sense of the revelation of God. We, talk, we sung about the Word of God, how it brings revelation. I pray that you would receive a fresh revelation for the Great Commission and the mission that God has given the church for people to find the truth of who Jesus really is. I said this this morning, I'll say it again and probably many more times. On the other side of our obedience as the people of God lies someone else's salvation. Sometimes I can look, I don't know about you, but I can look at my life, my finances, my giftings and think I only have a little bit to give and what can I achieve? And the truth is that on my own, I can achieve a little. But together, together, if we would each do our part in obedience to God, we can achieve a huge amount. These signs that you see, one here and one on that side, are made up of all the yes cards that we as a church brought to the altar at the beginning of the year in our series Respond. And I love what that represents because it's all of our obedience doing our part, saying yes to God, that'll bring the multiplication. Don't you love that? God wants to engage you and your giftings, your talents, in the idea and the understanding of multiplication. That's why we made these signs. And David Bennett's designed that. I think he's, he's pretty clever. So I'll give him kudos. So be praying into this flyer. Can I encourage you to be asking God, what, Lord, what is my part in this? I encourage the church this morning and I'll encourage you tonight, give God your immediate yes. I'm in. I'm part of the giving to the vision of my church. Take the maybe away and give God your yes. And the reason for that is then you can spend the next several weeks just asking God to speak to you and give you revelation. A yes at the beginning will simplify the process of hearing from God in the midst of this giving season in church. Why? Because I'm no longer looking for a reason to say yes or a reason to say no, but I'm now just looking to God to speak to me about my part in it. Over the next number of weeks, we're going to be speaking on this topic of multiply. And tonight, the text I want to use is the text I finished with this morning out of 2 Corinthians chapter 9. We're going to read from verse 6. To 11, and then I'm going to draw some things out for us. It says this, remember this, whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and whoever sows generously will also reap generously. Each of you should give what you have decided in your heart to give, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver, and God is able to bless you abundantly, so that in all things, at all times, having all that you need, You will abound in every good work. As it is written, they have freely scattered their gifts to the poor. Their righteousness endures forever. Now he who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food will also supply and increase your store of seed and will enlarge the harvest of your righteousness. You will be enriched in every way so that you can be generous on every occasion. And through us, your generosity will result in thanksgiving to God. It's a great passage of Scripture, And I want you to think about verse 6 just for a moment. We see a picture of Paul painting a picture for us of a farmer who has a field in which he is to sow his seed. It's like Paul's using for us the picture that what you decide to sow is really up to you. It's your field. It's your seed. 
You decide how much of your seed you want to sow into your field. You decide the kind of harvest that your field will deliver for you. It's a very simple thought, but if you only sow a little, don't complain that you also only reap a little. If you want to reap a generous harvest, you have to sow a generous amount of seed. And when we talk about a field, I look at our church as the field in this season that we're asking you to give to. And the vision of the local church, really it's up to us. What do I want to sow? Because what am I looking for God and looking to God to reap? It's kind of up to me. And I feel like Paul is saying, you you get to decide. You can either sow sparingly or you can sow generously and you'll reap the reward of what you decided you would do. See, no one else decides that for us. No one else decides that for you. In other words, he says, don't let anyone pressure your decision, but also don't be reluctant. But know that what you decide in your heart is what will be produced in your harvest. Now, we know Paul is talking here about giving, but the sowing and reaping concept, they truly understood. And I think we understand it still Like, if you don't sow, how can you expect to reap? If you don't give to God, how can you expect to God to replenish your finances? Giving needs to come from an inward, I want you to hear this, an inward resolve, a firm decision that this is what I'm determined to sow this year, not from a casual decision. And this is really what Paul is getting at. And I want to encourage you tonight, spend time with God and figure out what a faith commitment looks like this year towards the giving. And when you've made a decision, and when you've got what you feel is right in your heart, then you're released to give cheerfully. Because you've engaged with God, you've heard from God, you know it's what you should do. And when you get released into knowing it's the right thing, guess what? You're able to give with a cheerful attitude. See, it's time to engage God on the side. And then God will engage with us on the reaping. If we will engage with God on the sowing, God will engage with us in the reaping. Verse 10, it said this, Now he who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food will also supply and increase your store of seed and will enlarge the harvest of your righteousness. We see it's God who takes care of our daily needs. Paul's saying that the the food, the bread for food takes care of our daily needs that we have. Again, it points to the fact that God is the provider in our lives. But it's also God who supplies seed to the one willing to sow, not the one who withholds. The result is that God brings increase to the store of the seed and enough to enlarge your harvest. Say it this way, God brings multiplication through our faithfulness to the level of our faith. What am I sowing, trusting God with? There's no use holding on to our seed. I said it this morning, there's no use having seed in our hand and saying to God, God, I need you to bless the seed. God, I want this to turn into a great harvest. It's like holding seed that you've never sown and the vision you have is like this plant. This is a plastic plant, let's pretend it's a real plant. It's like, God, I want the harvest. I want you to grow a great harvest of fruitfulness for me. And God looks at you and says, but but you've got an empty pot because you've not put your seed 
in the soil and given me the opportunity to bring the harvest. You're saying, God, I, I want the harvest. Where's the harvest? God, I want the harvest before I sow the seed. Has wow. is, is anybody ever been yeah. like that? God, if you, if you would bring in fruitfulness into my life and finance into my life and harvest into my life, then I'd find something to sow. And yet that's not how it works. That's not how the kingdom of God works. That's not how sowing and reaping works. God says, what have I placed in your hand? That if you would faithfully sow it into soil, you would trust me to bring about a harvest. And not only that, God says the level into which you want to sow is the level to which you will reap. Many of us get it the wrong way around, don't we? As I said, we're waiting for the harvest and then I'll get the seed from the harvest, but it's not God's intent for us. We've got to sow. What has God entrusted to you right now? What have you got in your life right now that God's saying, both financial and gifting, what has God put in your heart and in your life that you could trust Him with? If you want to increase what you have, then you have to make a decision to sow it. And then what you sow will bring about a great harvest. We're not talking about equal giving. We've never done that in this church. We're talking about equal sacrifice within the resource you currently have. And you know, people that don't have much think, boy, I'm pleased for that. But that's challenging for those that have a lot. To the measure in which God has given me, there's a challenge for every one of us in every stage with that. It's not about equal giving, it's about equal sacrifice. The saints in Jerusalem, this passage relates to, we're giving thanks as the recipients of the giving of the church of Corinth. As I look at this fire, there are many recipients. As you open it, there are many recipients toward that are going to receive from your faithful generosity and your giving. I'm telling you now, they're the ones who are going to give thanks because of your generosity. I think of Phil and Janet who work in South Sudan, who were saying they need to come home and be refreshed in order that they'll last long term on the field because they're working in the hardest place in the world to work. They need refreshing. If they're going to bring multiplication, they need to be able to last a long time. I'll tell you, when we say, guys, we support the idea that you should come home and be refreshed in order to go a long time, they're the ones that'll give thanks to God because of our generosity and our willingness to sow. Multiplication happens when we invest what we have. It's the same with your gifts. It's the same with your talents. If you don't invest what God has given you into others, then the blessing of your gift doesn't get multiplied. The principle is true across whatever resource God has given to you, whether it's your money or whether it's your talents. If you want and desire multiplication, by design, it requires that you sow what you have, that you invest what you have and who you are for the benefit of other people. The more that happens, the more God brings the increase. The more I invest what God's placed in my life, now I'm not just talking finance, but that's a part of it. But what I invest out of what God has given me is what will bring the results and God will bring increase from. The way to growth is to invest yourself in others. The way to personal growth, the way to moving forward, the way to growing in the things of God is to invest yourself in others. Show God you understand the principle of multiplication. I'm gonna invite the panel up, but I'm not finished, but the panel is gonna come and join me. We might need someone to move that plant or they'll never see you guys. I wanna use a, this apple as an illustration just to kind of bring this to a close. 
Have you ever considered that within an apple lies an orchard? Have you ever stopped to think that within an apple lies an orchard? But if all I ever do is keep the seeds inside the apple, then I can never produce the orchard. I want to propose this to you tonight. You are an apple. You ever been called an apple before? Now you have. Good. I'm the first to call you an apple. You are an apple. And God wants his apples to produce orchards. But for that to happen, you'll need to be willing to break open the apple and sow what you've been given into other lives. Who will then sow what you've been given into other lives? Who will then sow what they've been given into other lives? And that's how we begin to produce multiplication. That's how the orchard begins to come about. By the way, that's how generational blessing happens. One generation commends the works of God to another. Imagine if a generation decided they wouldn't sow any seed into another generation. Imagine if a generation decided we'll keep the truth of the Word of God and who God is to ourselves and we'll never commend it to another generation. We wouldn't see generational blessing. But that's not the system of the kingdom of God. God says, sow what I've given to you. Give generational blessing. Pass on from one generation to another the seed of faith and the, and, and the seeds of worship and the seeds of praise and the things of who I am. Pass them on to another generation. Don't leave them trapped in one apple. Break open what God has placed in your life and sow who you are in faith into someone else's life. I'll leave you with this thought. It's incredible what one seed sowing can go on to produce. One seed sowing can go on to produce. My life, where I'm at in my life, where the journey God's got me on, didn't come just by my own imagining or my own choices. It came from those who vested the seed of their own faith into my life. Reproducing what God did in them, reproducing it in me. And it's my desire now to reproduce that in another generation, generational blessing. And that leads us to multiplication. We're gonna have a yarn. Awesome. I'm gonna eat the apple while you guys talk. Oh, that won't work. Okay. Uh, good evening, and uh, this is our Life Talk panel. This is an opportunity um, to text in some questions if you have them, but really it's just a chance for us to kind of expand on what we're believing for and multiply um, within the church and the different areas that are um, in the brochure as well. So um, on the panel tonight, we have three apples. Yeah. Um, but we also have Jono, uh, we have Ange and Carl as well, um, and my name's Jeremiah. So, Carl, you finished with the that we're all apples, mm. and the seeds are in the middle of the apple, how do we get what's inside? How do we get that out? How do we begin to unpeel the, ap- unpeel the apple? You can't unpeel an apple, mate. Well, you can't, unpe- you, you, you can't unpeel people. No. So h- how do you get those seeds actually out to then plant in the first place? I guess. Yeah, well, I talked about breaking open the apple. Basically, the analogy for that was that there's stuff that's in my life that I could keep locked up. I could keep it to myself, but that's not my desire. It's not, I don't think it's any of our desire. Our desire is that what God has placed within me, I want to get out and get into someone else's life. In order for that to happen, I've got to have relationship with them. I've got to be intentional. I can't just leave that to chance. It's not a chance thing. That's intentional. You don't sow a seed by chance. Well, some do actually. It's not a good 
analogy, but if I'm gonna <laughs> if I'm gonna if I'm gonna grow a garden, I'm intentional about it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm intentional about what I want to plant. I'm intentional. I go, okay, I want to I want to grow carrots. I'm gonna grow carrots. Mm. Yeah. I'm intentional about that. We're intentionally growing weeds at the moment, but that's another story. <laughs> so I'm intentional with what I want to sow. And it's the same with people's lives. I, I'm intentional. I want, to, I want to put some things in your life, for example, yeah. that God has done in my life that Paul Bennett has sown into my life. That's generational. And others have sown into my life. And life group leaders over the years have sown into my life. Yeah. I want to take what God has done, some of the faith I have, some of the yeah. truths I have. Uh, I, want to, I want to plant that in your life. That comes out of relationship. But I'm intentional with that. And it's a good analogy as well because Thank you. as much as it's like we've got to plant, in order to... like. I suppose the, the language of you've got to break the apple open also means there's a bit of effort that has to go into it. Mm. It's not just like you can just throw it in there, but you've got to break it open. You've got to be, in, like you're talking about, intentional. You've got to put a little bit of effort and a little bit of hard work. Sometimes it takes a little bit of sacrifice, but when you see the fruit that comes from it, the orchard, like you're talking about, then it's, it's totally worth it. You did well, Jono. Well Thanks, done. <laughs> and Leafield, I think, just another way to look at it. because you invest in me, you know. I love the design that, that God made. Like, when you look at, so if we're talking about apple trees, for example, you sow seed, you get an apple tree, and that grows more apples. And so you look at that as multiplication. But what I love is that God created things to self-seed after that. It's like you create, you start the process, and God multiplies it because those apples drop, and then they self-seed, and they grow more trees, and it just grows and grows. So... Yeah, it's, it's, I think sometimes we can be limited to think that we plant one seed and get one, we get one thing in return. But God is a God of multiplication. So you plant one seed, you grow one tree, it creates more fruit, it self-seeds and it grows and it grows. So, yeah. I think that's part of you know, us as a church. You know, we were planted as a church. And now you look at just some of, the, some of the ministries that we're able to give back into, that's multiplication. Mm. When, when we first started as a church, we didn't run all of these different programs and partner with all these different things but as we've gone we've we've grown in each area so i guess if we look at some of these areas what does it mean to multiply for example and in the, in the filipino cl- language classes and culture classes what is that what are we believing for in the multiplication of that yeah well when Carl talked this morning particularly about um how you you invest your natural talents and who you are and i, I love that delia talili uh she's a teacher in Rickerton Primary and and I love that she's just gone I've got a gift of teaching and I'm Filipino and I see a need in our community where there are a whole lot of young people a generation of young people and I don't want them to lose their culture and I want them to be able to integrate well into culture here and learn English so you know what I'm just going to give my time and my skill and my resource and I'm going to invest it in these ones and and I think that's just a beautiful picture of what you're saying this morning that it's taking what you've got in your hand to bless others, and that creates a harvest. And she's creating a harvest with all these young students who then, I hope, will go on to influence those around them as well. Yeah, and so we're believing that it's just, again, it's being blessed to be a blessing, and it's investing what we have uh, into an area of influence that we have. And, and for, for Delia, that's the, the local schools. I think that's an incredible, an incredible thing that she's chosen to do, just take what she has and sow it. Yeah, that's cool. And sometimes we can make it a bit complicated too. Like I think, as we talking about, like I don't have the gift of being able to teach someone else Filipino or English. Like um, I'm not as I'm not that gifted. But everyone, everyone's at least got time, and everyone's got some sort of resource. Like we don't have to, I suppose, don't have to think about some complicated gift that you have. At the end of the day, we've all got time, and we can invest that into someone. We can take someone out for a coffee. We can serve in a team. We've all got something that we can give. Mm. But I'm I'm really busy all the time, so I've I've got no time. You got no time, or you haven't made time. 
Do you guys want to sort this out? <laughs> shall we for leave? Later? Okay, shall we, we work on this? Take this outside. Can, can I talk to Christmas Box for a moment? Because, you know, as I've talked about tonight, God gives seed to the sower. That's true for us as individuals, but you know what? I know that's true for our church because we've always been a church that is generous and there's generosity as a part of us. We've always given beyond ourselves and outside of ourselves. And I love that same principle applies to the gathered church as it does to the scattered church. Right. The, the church that's willing to sow and trust God and give, God will supply seed to that church. I believe that yeah. with all my heart. And I think we see it reflected in some of the ministries that we've got going, some of the ministries that we're giving to, like Christmas Box. Well, how does multiplication work in Christmas Box? Right. Well, I would say that what God has given to us, we're being generous with, and we're making sure that we multiply the blessing into our city. And one of the reasons we, we love this, it's not our initiative. It comes out of life in Auckland. And I love partnership because the Bible says one can put a 1,000 to flight, but two, 10,000. Like partner with people who are already doing good stuff, and God can bring multiplication just based on unity and partnership. Yeah. And we've seen what a great initiative that is. We want to be a blessing to our city. We want to keep being a blessing to our city. It's why we built this facility the way we built it, was it would be a blessing to our city, so we recognize that multiplication comes when blessing is shared. Yeah. It's multiplied blessing. Yeah. It's not locked up and kept to us. That's why I love this building. Joel Holm, who's a church um, consultant, he comes to New Zealand Beyond every year, and he was just again speaking about this building, and he said to me, man, this building needs to be talked about, and the vision of this building needs to be talked about right throughout the United States of America, because wow. nobody's doing church like this. They're building church buildings for their church. No one's building a church building for their community. And considering their community, that, that there is multiplied blessing. That's saying we want to, and that's not just to blow our own trumpet, but it's the truth. We yeah. want it to be a blessing to the sea. So that, that's multiplication right there. Uh, for us, you know, in the youth trust, uh, at after school program, we get to use the building, and it's become such a safe place for so many of our kids, for so many of our families. When they come in every day, it's just part of their everyday life that they come here. Yeah. And now we're starting to see families who come to church because they first had that great interaction here and we just want to see that multiplied that yeah. more blessing them as they come in and just have a great experience here that they feel safe and connected they begin to get to know people and they turn up on a Sunday and it's it's those same people yeah it's that same people it's the same hearts that they're, they're treated in the same way and we just want to see that go right throughout throughout the school like it's you know, our, our program's restricted by numbers but we just want to see that blessing mm. you know and our building is a huge part of that you know, for me, underlying all of that and underpinning it all is the Great Commission. Right. And we're talking about that a lot as a church. We, it's always it's who we are. It's what the church worldwide is, is founded on, is this idea of reaching people. And, yeah. the, and the gospel would spread out. And so we do these good works, but we don't just do the good works to do the good works, though that's enough. But our heart and our prayer is that we would see people get an opportunity to actually receive Christ, or at least yeah. have an encounter with someone that carries hope. It's the so that. Yeah, that's the so that. And so we want to believe that people will be impacted by the truth of who Jesus is, because that's what's changed all of our lives that's sitting here tonight. Yeah. It's who Jesus is. Yeah. And, and good works gives us an opportunity, doesn't it? It opens yeah. a door for us. Yeah. Um, yeah. So individually, um, going back to the apple, each, individually we, we each have something that we can give, something we can invest, something that we can see multiplied. But what does it look like as, as a church when we all come together? Is it just that we can just do it in our finance? Like, how do we do that together? Yeah. Well, just as an illustration, you know, this, this high tea for Hagar thing, you'd say, oh, it's just a, it's a nice event for women. You know, that's, that's what it's designed for. But I've got a real heart in this whole area of human trafficking, and I want to affect change in that. Right. And so, so what we started to do is go, well, let's, let's attach uh, 
Hagar, who, who helped uh, victims of human trafficking, let's attach that to our women's ministry. And, and so we're doing a nice little event next week, which will be a high tea. It'll be lovely. It'll be a lovely time. Um, but the great thing is that everyone who bought a ticket spent $20, right? So I put my $20 into a ticket knowing that at least half of that is going to go to Hagar. Mm. Now, I could look at that and just go, $10, what's that going to do? I can't affect anything in the area of human trafficking with $10. But 120 people have bought tickets, mm. and we're looking at probably being able to donate $1,500 to Hagar, which wow. is going to make wow. a massive wow. difference yeah. in the life of a survivor of human trafficking. Yeah. And now that's just, that's just an illustration of like when everybody does their part, you know, $10 does nothing. Really, what's that going to achieve? But when everybody contributes what they have, yeah. what an amazing difference you can make in the lives yeah. of people. Yeah. 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 That's awesome. Would you be, we've actually counting down the perfect seconds to finishing the time. Three, so I'm, I'm going to invite... One. <laughs> Good, you can count backwards. <laughs> um, I'm going to invite the team to come back, um, and we're going to go back into a time of worship. And I just want to encourage everyone, as, as we go back and we sing again together... Consider what, what is it that we can contribute? What is it, the time, what is it that we can invest? Maybe what is it that I can give towards this multiply Thanksgiving faith offering? Can I give my yes and say, yep, I'm all in for this? And so as Carl was preaching, you know, over the coming weeks and just really seeking God for that amount and saying, I'm already in. But spending this time and just saying, God, I'll do it. I'll give you my yes now and say, Let's see the church and his kingdom multiply and expand, not just throughout our city, throughout, um, throughout our country and the nations of the yeah. earth would be awesome. Yeah. So thanks Great. so much, team.